station is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with twink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you... Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo. Until we come up with a better name, if there is, does end up being a better name. Uh, Derek and myself, Mike. Hey, Derek, we need to talk. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, wait. That's the independent film our guest that's with us tonight is from. We need to talk. <laughs> uh, and it was funny. I, I texted. I texted Derek earlier today. It's like, did you watch the screener? It, it's, we need to talk. And, and, I, and I gave our guest's name. Yeah. And uh, it's like, for a minute there, I thought actually, we actually needed to talk. Wow. The Because the only thing you texted me was, we need to talk is the screener. And then you said, Trey Cheney is our guest. And all I saw, all that came up was, we need to talk. And I was like, what, what, uh-oh, what? And, yeah. And just like that. I kind of tricked you into announcing who our guest was this week. We are being joined by Tang- oh, man. <laughs> Tango Unchained himself from the movie. Yeah. We need to talk. Trey Cheney. How you doing, Trey? Guys, I'm 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 very happy to be on, man. Um, I'm doing great. You know, this this film is amazing. It's hilarious. It's a rom com. It's a drama. It's is it has some heart in it and it's and it's the first time that I've ever played a video gamer. <laughs> you know, this video gamer no, name. No kidding. Yeah, first time. Um, before Todd Wolf, who's actually the writer, producer, and director, reached out to me. I've been knowing Todd for like 12 years, right? You know, we did a movie 12 years ago called Streets. Meek Mill was the star of it. And I've always known that Todd could write. I knew he could direct. I knew he was amazing. So when it came time to present me with We Need to Talk, he said, man, you're going to be playing a video gamer. And um, your name is going to be Tango Unchained. 
And uh, I wasn't familiar with video gaming before then, but I have a 16 year old son that's familiar with it and he plays all the time. So I had to take <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I had to take some pointers from him. And then of course, pointers from Ty. <laughs> and now I, I guess you can say Call of Duty, Mortal Kombat. Those are, you know, my things a little bit now when I have time. But um, yeah, man, you know, this this movie focuses on Great Scott, you know, who's played by James Maslow, uh, huge YouTube uh, businessman who runs this channel, is blowing up millions of followers, millions of views. He's making money. But at the same time, he's so wrapped up into that, his professional career, until he can tend to neglect the people who really love him, which is his girlfriend, which is his friends. And uh, for me, when I read the script, it really just hit home because, you know, we as human beings, sometimes we can get so wrapped up into being online. You know, we can get so wrapped up into the comments, the the likes that we get on social media until we really think that that's a real world. You know what I'm saying? And, and it could have us neglecting, you know, who really cares about us. And right. so so for me, reading the script and playing this character Tango Unchained, it, it was I said, this thing has a lot of heart in it as well. It's not just all funny and happy-go-lucky. This is like, it's a real story. This is what real people go through. And uh, my character is basically the 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 friend that tells it like it is. You know, um, one of the parts when Scott is going crazy and he doesn't know what his girlfriend wanted to talk about or what she... Um, would she, you know, when she asked him, that, when she told him we needed to talk before she left the house and he was like heavily in, engaged in his platform, I'm the, the guy that says, well, if you didn't listen to her, she's probably out in the streets and we're running around with somebody else, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was, it's almost like the hard truth, you know, that, that my character really demonstrates. But Todd wrote Tango Unchained for me. And that's the crazy thing. Like I said, I, I was very impressed because I've been knowing him for like the last 12 years. And he wrote this character for me. It's stuff that I would have really said if I was really on a game or the way I talk to my friends, you know, when we're joking around. And um, I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. We got some heavy hitters in it, too. Jonathan Fernandez, Emily Bat Ricards, yeah. Crystal Khalil. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of great people a part of it. And we all became family, you know, after we still talk off screen, you know, on, on screen. We it was a vibe on set. Everybody was having fun. Everybody was chilling. But, I, on, you know, these last couple of screenings that we did, the cast is like family. I when Derek joined me, I mean, the show will be 10 years old in November. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, when Derek joined me seven years ago, mm-hmm. one of the people I said I yeah, always I wanted to get was Emily Bett Rickards yeah. for the show. Because at, at the time, we were really big into to the Arrowverse. And, and I've yeah. always loved her as an as an actress anyway. So when, when I saw her name in the credits, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then all yeah. of a sudden, see her as the redhead. I'm like, all right. I yeah. Could, I could go, go with this. This looks good on her. Um, yeah. She's and, amazing. And, and you said, you know, a heavy hitting cast. Well, add yourself to that list, too. Most definitely. I mean, you, you, I mean, part of your, your history or, or your, your resume on IMDb is you, know, you were in the miniseries, We Own the City. Yeah. You were in Saints and Sinners. Yeah. You were in The Wire. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's some there's some big TV wise. There's some big heavy hits there that that you were a part of. Just a couple. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't sell yourself short. Going, I you know, only you know, rest of the cast is better than me. No, you you got some you got some big stuff yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the way I was wording that was we're all we're all equal together, man. Yeah. I mean, because they they respect. They respect my work as much as I respect their work. And um, like you mentioned, you know, starting off with The Wire 20 years ago. and I can't believe it's been uh, 20 years. Yeah, June 2nd, it'll be 20 years. And a, and a lot of people don't know that wow. The Wire was actually my first audition, first job as an actor. Really? So I came from the gate. Oh, wow. With, you know, with one of the most groundbreaking, critically acclaimed shows of all time. Yeah. <laughs> what? Once that happened, then it was, you know, it, it was it was a pause for a while because I was just rebranding and, you know, using the wire as a stepping stone to produce other projects, me and independently. And then Saints and Sinners comes knocking on my door in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in my sixth season of Saints and Sinners as we speak. The finale comes on Sunday. Wow. Oh, congrats. Thank yes. you, man. And, and Hulu has picked it up, you know, all five seasons. Sweet. Are on Hulu right now, so oh, excellent. And and like you said, man, we own this city. Relinking up with David Simon, the same creators from The Wire, to come back as a police officer, Gordon Hawk, right now. And man, I'm like, yeah, it just shows that if an actor or an actress stays consistent and really focuses yep. on the journey of auditioning, even though a lot of times we get told no, but if you just keep going eventually they're going to start saying yes. And that's what's been happening for me lately. I just want to make sure I got the right character. Your character is the one who the girlfriend did say yes to marriage at the end yeah. of the film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She sure did. I, I, British girlfriend. <laughs> British. Yeah. 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 She's amazing, man. She's um, amazing. The, the the movie's out now, right? Or is movie's it still- out yeah, movies out on Tubi, movies out on Amazon, Apple TV. Um, it's, it's available on all digital platforms, okay. on the video, video on demand. And I really just strongly suggest that people just go watch it. Oh, yeah. Because especially in a world that we live in today, man, it's, it's a lot of negativity and people need laughter. You know, people need laughter. People need a film that they can watch, you know, and just yep. be like, wow, I can relate, you know. Well, I I will say when uh, when the great folks over at October Coast, uh, I believe it was Rachel, uh, pitched pitched you to us. Uh, and again, we, I say fine fine folks over there because October Coast has never let us down at all. Yeah, yeah. in all the years we we worked with them, um, it's like we need to talk. Okay, interesting. Now we figure maybe a, a, a comedic romance type yeah. type film, you know, that rom com and. Um, a little different than what we've done, but it, it still fits in in our in our alleyway that that we've covered. Uh, yeah, this completely different. This was before a rom com. It was completely different than than what we fully expect or what I fully expected. I don't know about Derek, but yeah, um, yeah it went. It, 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 it was went more, some. Um, it, the story went in some good directions, some fun directions. I think this was more. To me, instead of a rom-com, it was more of how do I get myself out of the doghouse, out of permanently sleeping on the couch? 
right. And that's, and that's what I loved about it. <clears throat> and, and, and that's it. And that's the point that we wanted to make with the film. And, and you hit it right on the nose. It's <laughs> let's not have so much engagement with all of this craziness that goes on online. Yeah. I mean, even though, don't get me wrong. Now, being online is a benefit, you know, because we all work on social media, you know, on Facebook, yep. Instagram, Twitter. But at the same time, you still got to have a life outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it 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 has its downsides, too. So and, and we both could say that. You with definitely the, have to balance the, it out. Yeah. And, and we both could say that with the podcast that we that we run. Uh, yeah. I mean, Derek and I are on this one together. We're on another one that I run uh, that I'm the primary host for uh, with a third person. And then Derek has his own group of shows. Right. Of his own. So between, you know, running these and then doing the social media to try and plug it, which I'm a social media and yeah, yeah. And me and, too. I'm and, not I, and I just don't very good at it. Thankfully, when I post the shows on, on the website, it automatically does the Twitter post for me. Good. Um, but Instagram, I got to get better about. And uh, actually, my daughter and I, we do a show together. And I got to set Instagram up on her phone so she could do <laughs> do something this weekend on our show. And then I could do something for my Marvel show. But the family, we're going to go ride uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind here at, at Epcot, uh, where I work. Oh, nice. uh, get a cash preview and we're going to do some uh, Instagram lives and, and post on for that for the shows. Trying That's to amazing. figure out how we can do this right. She may be teaching me. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, man. So, um, well, if the mo- if the movie's any indication, you might not want to live stream it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to live stream the actual ride. <laughs> but we we may live. That didn't seem to go so well for uh for for the main character in the movie. <laughs> A oh, few, few times I've tried to do live stream stuff, either through Twitter or whatnot. It's like, eh, this doesn't work out the way I thought it would. I'd rather just record the video <laughs> and play it back later. Right. Um, <laughs> it's easier. Um, so when did you, so you said Todd pretty much wrote to you for you. Yeah, he wrote Tango for me. Um, when did you find out about the other cast i mean were, were did they go through a casting process or was it the same thing where i think they went yeah i think i was the only one who didn't have to audition he called you know he me and todd are like this you know and he called me and he told me who was a part of the cast when he said james maslow i was like oh wow big time rush yeah yeah then he said emily bat ricards and, and i said oh man arrows all right yeah you know, I, I knew who these people were. Like my son knew who they were. And I was like, yeah, this is this is gonna be big. And then I met Jonathan from Gossip Girls and I said, Man, this dude is oh, that's right. You know, the, that's the, right. these people are these people are good people like off screen. Yeah. That's what I love about them. See, I love being around real people that's not just about industry, you know. Yeah, my my wife yeah. would my wife would know Jonathan from Gossip Girls because she used to watch it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, now this was all shot during um, during COVID, was, right? No, no, no. This was shot way before COVID. This was shot probably, ah. yeah, this was shot probably 2019. Okay. Before COVID, before COVID hit in 2020. Ah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it, I was glad that we were able to, you know, because who knows what would have happened Right. We started oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I had to shut down. That could have been bad. 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've, we've heard a, a lot of different stories from different creators about how COVID has affected their, their product, their, uh, their filming and everything else. Yeah. Right. They're filming. Yeah. So some people, it goes well. Some people, uh, they have a lot of trouble. Well, I want to say one, so of, the, that's, one of the first independent films that we interviewed, uh, people we interviewed, they shot the whole thing in a COVID quarantine type scenario over Zoom and that they didn't meet until they did the final scene and they waited oh, till the very end yeah. to do it. I'm like, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so now you're becoming a gamer prepping for the film. Do you have a favorite game that, that you, you've gotten hooked on now? Um, not one in particular, but I can say Call of Duty. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's the one I'm getting the hang of a little bit more. Now, are, have you gone? Well, that's good. It's a lot like the game in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why I loved it so much. Now, are you are you going back and doing the you know starting from the very beginning with the old oh, World War Two era version yeah, of the game? A, I'm still a beginner. <laughs> that, yeah, um, I really love I I really love the World War Two era. Right. With the game. Right. That that to me that was really fun and, and challenged. Yeah, that's true, man. I'm telling you. So you're funny. I can't. I don't really do the first the the shooter games because I'm not very good at them, and I know everybody will kick my butt. Yeah, but they're pretty cool. That, that's why when I play them, I don't play online. I just play the campaigns yeah. for myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there, there was an there was another. Oh, Medal of Honor was the other one that was in the very oh, beginning. Yeah. That was a competitor to uh, Call of Duty. I, I have both, and I love I love both versions. Yeah. Both. Hey. Hey guys, Rachel is Rachel was texting me because I got another one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. Uh, October Coast, they they hit you up. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, so she's hitting me now, saying that I got another interview at ten thirty or something. Okay. Well. Oh wow. <laughs> what? Then I guess we'll wrap it up real quick. Where can people yeah. find you online? Definitely go to my Instagram, Trey Cheney Vision. T R A Y C H A N E Y V I S I O N. And then on Twitter, I'm at Trey Chaney. Okay. T R A Y C H A N E Y. Okay. Not a problem. Well, thank you for joining us, even if it's as short as it was. Love to have you back. Yeah, please do. Let's do this. Let's do this when I can do like 45 minutes. Let's yeah. Let, let, let's and let's bring let's bring some other cast members along too. Let's get James and Emily. Emily on. Yeah, let's try. Yeah, let's let's definitely try to get James and Emily. Let's. Do yeah, that. yeah. We'll take we'll take whoever we'll take Jonathan too. We'll take anyone. Yeah, man. I'm awesome. Ready. Well, thank I you really so. Appreciate, I really appreciate you guys. Oh, our pleasure. Oh, th- yeah. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I do want to say to to the listeners, uh, check out the film. Yes. Um, on Tubi, you said right. Yep. Tubi, Amazon. It's, uh, it was Apple. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you, Trey. Trey, and, uh, and and we'll talk soon. I really appreciate it. Well, I guess Chewie's coming over to visit us from Wookiee Radio. Um, hey, welcome, Chewie. Have a seat. Um, Would you like a Wookiee cookie? <laughs> again, I want to thank Trey, not realizing it was going to be as short as it was. Uh, great conversation, though. Um, and definitely, we're going to get him back on, for sure. And yeah, and hopefully, get as some you said, check people. out the movie. Yeah. It was good. Great film. We need to talk. Yeah. That's the name of the title. We don't. That's not. We're not trying to say something to you guys. <laughs> but it played out so well during text messages just earlier. Like, <laughs> do we really need to talk, or is that the name of the movie? 
<laughs> yeah, you got me with that one. <laughs> I'm in the I'm at work when I sent you that in the middle of a rainstorm trying to figure out what are we doing <laughs> and I'm like right near the end I'm halfway through watching the film my since I'm down I'm like crap and he's in the sex of dark. <laughs> so, um yeah, uh bit of older news because um, we've had a couple guests on so we haven't been able to cover this but Doctor Who announces its new doctor. Mm. Yes. And I'm very familiar with this actor. Me too. Because uh, I actually, I, I want to say his first show that he really did is the show that I was introduced to him on. Or the show he he's no, most known for. Um, speculation can end. Uh, this is from comicbook.com. Uh, Doctor Who has announced that Nakuti Gatwa will be playing the 14th Doctor in the upcoming 60th anniversary season. Now you're like, who's Nakuti? Uh he is known for playing Eric Effiong in Sex Education, a role yes. that earned him the Best Actor Award at the Scottish BAFTAs in 2020. He is great in that show. I love that show. Um, you know who else is in that show? Gillian Anderson. Yeah, and Ender, in, Ender himself, Asa Butterfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> plays Gillian's son. When I first watched the show, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. It really has gone a direction I never expected, and I, I it, yeah, I was looking forward it's to a really new season. Good. I'm hoping they, they, I'm hoping they're able to continue this. Uh, there is, there's a third season that came out recently. I haven't watched it yet. I've watched a third. Supposedly a fourth season was approved, but now it may be up in the air with mm. uh, Nakuti becoming Doctor Who, unless they write him out of the season. Well, yeah, they could. I, I gotta watch that third season. I love it. Um, but then again, with British shows, because, you know, they don't run as long, um, there might still be, you might still be able to do both possibly. I hope so. Maybe. I mean, it's a great character. Cool. I mean, Eric's a great character. I really love the character. Um, yeah, me too. Now, apparently he made his first comment, first public comments about the news on the BAFTA red carpet accompanied by returning Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies, who previously launched the rebooted Doctor Who in 2006. Uh, he's replacing outgoing star Jodie Whittaker, whose 13th Doctor will regenerate in Doctor Who's BBC Centenary special this fall. Uh, according to Gawa, there aren't quite the words to describe how I'm feeling. A mix of deeply honored, beyond excitement, and of course, a little bit scared. This role and show means so much to so many around the world, including myself. And each one of my incredibly talented predecessors has handled that unique responsibility and privilege the utmost care. I will endeavor my utmost to do the same. Russell T. Davies is almost as iconic as the doctor himself. Being able to work with him is a dream come true. His writing is dynamic, exciting, incredibly intelligent, and fizzing with danger. An actor's metaphorical <laughs> playground. The entire team have been so welcoming and truly give their hearts to the show. And I'm so much and so as much as it's daunting, I'm aware that I'm joining a really supportive family. Unlike the doctor, I may have only one heart, but I'm giving it all to this show. I believe he will. And I think he's going to be awesome as the doctor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and actually, uh, check this out. I have a couple of cool trivia facts that I just found about him on IMDb. Uh, first of all, he is the first African actor to play the doctor. Yep. And he's the f he's the fourth Scottish actor. Oh, okay. Um, yep. After uh, Sylvester McCoy, David Tennant, and Peter Capaldi. Awesome. Um, his first name is pronounced Shudi. 
Shooty, I apologize. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I would have got it wrong too if I hadn't read that. Um, <clears throat> when he was a toddler, his family fled the Rwandan genocide and moved to Scotland. Mm. And <laughs> before he was cast in sex education, he was homeless for five months. That's wow. crazy, huh? Yeah. And he's also the first per- person outside of the United Kingdom to play the doctor. Oh, and that's also. Right. Being a native of Rwanda. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he was also the first person to play the doctor who was born after the the first series was canceled. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? So he, he... So if he had grown up with the doctor, he would have grown up with the with the current sagas going back mm-hmm. to David Tennant and uh Matt Smith, right? Christopher Eccleston, yeah, and Matt Smith and yeah. So um which for me that's that's two point that's Doctor Who two point It's reboot but, conti- right, yeah. but continuation. Like right. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World is it's the reboot right. but continuation. Um because originally, as my dad always told me, um the doctor, it was only supposed to have, what, nine incarnations? Nine or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And then when they brought the series back, they changed it. And I guess he could continuous incarnations. So essentially live on forever. Well, then Which, at one point they were, they were saying he was only going to have 13 regenerations, but they've moved on. Shoot, shoot he's 14. So <laughs> scratch that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I like this idea of okay, so we're retconning a little bit, um, but I I like I like the idea of you know, the doctor, um, you know, being a time lord unless they're killed, right? Yeah, just you know, continuing. They, they do live, you know, and they can live on forever. Yeah. So why not? And I have to say, I'm actually pretty excited to see him play the doctor. I can't wait. I, I really haven't watched any of the others, but knowing his performance on I Sex have. Education, um, I'm curious. I will watch a few episodes of his because I one. I'm curious to see how what his costume is going to look like because he he gets to yes. pick his own costume. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder if there's going to be a little nod to Rwanda in there. That would be cool if there if there's you know a mix of Scottish and Rwanda, you know Scotland and Rwanda in there. Mm. Um, two, I want to hear his voice as, as the doctor. Yeah. He's got such a unique voice. It's so awesome. I know. I love it. I mean, even, even when he was playing annoying moments in sex education, <laughs> his voice was not annoying. It was just the mannerism right. was, you know, you never got that nails on the chalkboard or, or whatever from him. Like some people like you, like you get with some people when they hit that annoying pit, you know, annoyingness <laughs> never got that with him. <laughs> And I, I thought it was great. He he portrayed everything very well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very, very much looking forward to the, to seeing him. So, uh, so yeah. Although, as, as you said, I do hope that that doesn't mean it's the end of him on Sex Education. Yeah, is that that was you know he's he's incredible on that show. Well, not to give it away, but we may be seeing the end of one character for a season at the end. Oh no. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> I'm not telling you who it is. So I gotta watch season three. I enjoyed it. Really, did. there's some cool I'm moments so in behind it. on everything. There, there's a couple cool moments. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, into season two was Jillian's character pregnant? I don't remember, but I don't think so. I said too much then. Spoiler. Alert. <laughs> Spoilers. 
That's okay. Because you, you'll find out right from the get go. That I mean, episode right? Yeah, and it just makes me kind of think about, oh, how's that going to play? Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I I can't wait. Um, you know, being the I know a lot of people wanted Edris Alba as the first Black Doctor Who, which still would have been would have been cool. Still would have been a great choice. Maybe down the road, let's get Alba in as Who. Um, but I think with Shooty, we can have a Doctor Who. If everything plays outright, we can have a we can have a, a doctor who's who's in it for a little while. You're right. Because I, I have been surprised with how short some of the other times of doctors have been since uh since Matt Smith. Yeah, like Peter Peter Capaldi was great, but his his that was really short. Time was short. Um and uh even Jody Watley's was kinda short. Or Jody Whitaker, yeah, hers was short. <laughs> Jody, Jody Watley, <laughs> not the singer. Um, you didn't know she was the doctor at one point. Chris, Chris Eccleston's was kind of quick too, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, his was his was kind of short. Yeah, David Tennant and Matt think, Smith uh, had, good, had nice long runs though. Yeah, I think they were the ones that had the longest runs. I I would love to see Shooty. Uh, really really carry this through for a while uh he's young yeah. enough I mean, yeah, he's, he's mid-20s mm. uh be great to see him grow with this character and, and really definitely and, and i i think he has the potential of really setting some new new hurdles for the role yeah or, or uh, not, yeah. not hurdles well yeah i guess hurdles could be too uh new milestones new uh yeah right yeah new expectations uh-huh. Yeah, they could do some. They could do some really interesting things. I think some good yeah. stories. Yeah, and th- and they could take this down roads of you now. Here he is, Time Lord, and mm-hmm. being black. Now let's go back and touch on the. And they go back in time, touch on the slavery issue, or mm, or the apartheid, right. or or some of the other issues. Um, I was kind of hoping they were going to do that a bit more with Jody, you know, touching on. Right, British history with women, um, mm. and, and they did okay, but yeah, some. But I'm I'm hoping they take that opportunity more here, and, and, and it would yeah, work with it would work with him yeah. too. That right. it, that they're not doing it just to be woke or what or politically correct. It, it's it's an opportunity to teach and bring some history right. back to the <clears throat> forefront mm. because even the original stuff, there would be times that they would touch on history stuff. Um, didn't they touch on world war two briefly off and on in the original? In the uh, original runs? Yes. If I remember. Correctly. So they spent some times. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, let's, let's take advantage of that. Let's really, and, and, and you yeah, can really. still, and you can still hit on some other social issues uh, like the doctor always has um, and, and definitely bring that new perspective to it. I think that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. We'll see what they do with it. So we got through. We got through the the story straight as an arrow. I see what you did there. <laughs> Very poorly so, that I did it. But. Let me ask you a question. Forty-two. And that question. That, I don't think that's the answer to this question. And that question is: What is going on with the CW? It almost sounds like they're about ready to collapse. That's what some people are thinking. So recently, um, so we know they're coming out with a, a new show called Gotham Knights. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, which is going to be about, well, in, in this show, Batman is dead. And this is going to be about a character, possibly a Robin, who 
um, they haven't officially said he's if he's Robin or not. Right. Who takes over along with the children of some of the villains who are trying to clear their names. Um, and so they become the Gotham Knights. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but what's crazy is it, in order to bring on this one new show, I also don't know for sure if it's a part of the Arrowverse or its own thing. But to bring this show on, they canceled three others, including uh, Legends of Tomorrow, who this past season was their last. I was getting caught up. It, I mean, there were some changes to it, but... Um, yeah, it's it's gone through some changes, but it... Seven was kind of... I, I was discovering Seven was a little weak, but I was still thoroughly enjoying it. A little, yeah. Yeah. Um, Legends, like, I kind of lost interest in... I never actually watched Arrow, believe it or not. Um, but I, I kind of lost interest in The Flash and, and some of the other shows after a while. But I was still watching... Uh, Legends of Tomorrow because it was still kind of fun. Yeah, Flash. But, uh, it seemed like every season was like a different variation of how we're going to do Flash. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, right. or something like that. Yeah, um, and of course, Supergirl we know ended last year. Yeah. Um, so in addition, they also canceled uh, Batwoman after three yep. seasons, and that show's kind of been a bit rocky. And uh, interestingly enough, they canceled Superman the brand new show that's only had one season. <laughs> uh, Naomi got canceled. Uh, didn't which I haven't even watched? But didn't Superman and Lois get canceled as well? Mm-mm. That one's still going. Really? Yes, but um, the uh, Superman and Lois, uh, the Flash, Riverdale, and Nancy Drew are all um, won't be coming back again until 2023. Well, Flash is going to go same route as the final season of, uh, mm-hmm. of Arrow, where it was supposed to be. It's going to be just a shortened season, mm-hmm. quick out. Uh, so, is what I've been hearing. Yeah. So there are people that are, as you said before, there. You know, there are some people that are speculating that this bad things could be happening to the CW. Possibly, there's actually been a lot of rumors and and things going on about Warner Brothers and DC Comics and the CW and all this. So, uh, well, I don't know. It'll be- I thought CW's own, CW mm-hmm. Network itself, is it owned by NBC or is it owned by CV? Uh, yeah, it's owned by NBC. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, so here's here's what here's what shows are going to be sticking around. Um, on Mondays, there'll be all American, uh, and all American homecoming. Ooh, that sounds fun. On Tuesdays, you'll have the Winchesters, a spinoff of the, of Supernatural. Yep. Uh, and, and professionals, which I'm not sure what that is. Wednesdays, we'll still have Stargirl. So that's cool. Uh, you know, I like this. I like the Stargirl show. I've been watching that one. Yeah. Um, New season should be coming out soon because that's the summer. It had so, been yeah. a summer season. Are they mm. are they moving it to the fall? Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't specify. Um, and then also on Wednesdays they'll have Kung Fu, which I have not checked out. Yeah, I really haven't watched but it. Seems, seems to be doing well. Uh, Thursdays they'll have the Walker reboot, as long and Walker Independence, which is apparently a spinoff. 
Fridays will still be Penn and Teller Fool Us uh, and the Whose Line Any Whose Line Is It Anyway uh, um, current incarnation, which I enjoy watching. Saturdays will have Magic with the Stars, ooh, and, and World's Funniest Animals, and then Sundays will be Family Law and Coroner, and that's their basic lineup for the week. Now, I had heard that there was a new, um, another new show coming called Mystery Inc. It's going to be Scooby Doo based. I had heard something about that, but I haven't heard any updates on it. Okay, so going back to what what we were questioning earlier, um, so right now the cancellations have been attributed to the possibility of a planned sale of the network. It is currently co-owned by Paramount Global and Warner Brothers Discovery, um, and and Nexstar. I've never heard of Nexstar. Uh, I've heard of Nexstar, but I don't remember what they who they are. Nexstar might be the front runner to buy the network. Okay, interesting. Oh, and they also ended Dynasty. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. Show. I'm not disappointed in that. I was no, not. I, uh, I wasn't a fan of Dynasty really the first less, time. <laughs> but you know, me either. So yeah, there you go. Some some shakeups going on and some weird cancellations, like the. The the Legends of Tomorrow wasn't a total surprise because it you know it's seven seasons it had right. a decent run right um the Batwoman was a little surprising it's only had three yeah. seasons but I know you know it's kind of had some rocky um things happen I mean, for for us it's the whole yes we wanted uh um we wanted Legends to continue on but <laughs> right um, yeah. After after season seven, I I, I understand why they would have canceled it. Yeah, but really it was kinda, not. It's kind of run its course. It's it's almost like the writers have given up on the show. Yeah, not the not the cast, and it's almost like, but there there's still so much more they could have done with that show. Yeah. yeah. Um. But what really surprised me is the cancellation of of uh, Naomi. I I have no idea how it's been doing in the ratings, but I mean it it's. It's barely been on for one season. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never paid attention to it. Me either. So, I mean, for me, it, it wasn't a thing. For I me. would just occasionally, yeah, I would just occasionally see the commercials when I was watching Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> and, and the nice thing about Legends of Tomorrow, if they had done a musical, it it definitely was more of a uh, a rock type thing. Where it was a tribute to whatever the time period was. It wasn't just, oh, we're doing a musical for the sake of doing a musical. There was reason behind it. But I, I truly don't remember there being a musical episode in that, that series. I do not believe there was, thankfully. So, um, how about this for news? EA reportedly talked with Disney, Apple, and more about being acquired or merging. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, EA is one of the bigger, biggest gaming publishers out there, uh, thanks to its iron grip on major sports IPs like Madden and UFC. But it also <laughs> manages other huge AAA franchises like Battlefield, Need for Speed, and Mass Effect. And of course, they they are the publisher for a lot of Star Wars stuff, even mm-hmm. though they are farming out uh, developers, third party developers for them. Uh, according to a report from 
Puck. EA wants to sell the company to the likes of Apple, Amazon, Disney, or one of many other giant corporations. Disney has already held talks with the aforementioned companies and no deal is actively in the works. But a deal with NBC Universal almost happened. The deal reportedly fell through mm-hmm. over pricing, but it shows mm-hmm. that EA is ready to make the deal at the price is right. Although an EA spokesman spokesperson denied these claims to Kotaku. Um, of course they did. The report from Puck noted that EA is interested in some kind of merger and has been enthusiastic about the idea since the news that Microsoft was acquiring Activision. So uh, several sources familiar with these talks say EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale and has only grown more emboldened in the wake of the Microsoft Activision deal. Others say that EA is primarily interested in a merger arrangement that would allow Wilson to remain as chief executive of the combined company. Hmm. I will tell you, if Disney buys EA, it will be sort of like Lucasfilm. He probably will stay as chief chief executive, but he won't be called chief executive anymore. He'll be called president for that division. Right, right. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because... I mean, love them or hate them, EA is a big name in in the video game world. And sure, there's been issues with them, but... (laughs) Yep. Uh, As already noted, this comes off the heels of the Microsoft purchasing of Activision. Uh, That deal, nearly $70 billion, is expected to close next summer. EA could be more interested in this deal as it abandoned its deal with FIFA, which, wow, Hmm. that was an international market there. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was international. Yeah. I mean, FIFA, FIFA games been. I mean, outside of the U.S., that's a top selling game. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I know people uh, who, when they come over here, come to Disney, they go to the stores and, and buy multiple copies of FIFA to, to resell and take back home. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because the content's slightly different here, and they get different content. No kidding. Huh. Um, and they will lose the rights to be the exclusive publisher of Star Wars games in 2023. As of right now, only time will tell if EA finds an offer that it's happy with. If Disney buys, then chances are EA will regain the exclusive publisher. Hmm. And they will probably end up becoming an exclusive publisher for Disney games as well. Sure. So it, it would be interesting. Yeah, that it will. All kinds of crazy shakeups going on these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to think. Is, is there anything else? Any other news? Final thoughts? Um, well, don't think so. Oh, did you see the Lego Transformer kit that's coming? Yes, I did. <laughs> You're not getting it, are you? I want it. <laughs> I'm getting it one way or another. Uh, I'm over on the Pop Insider looking to see what they, they have. Our friends over there. Uh, one story headline. Mattel turned the iconic Jurassic Park shirtless scene into a collectible. <laughs> <sighs> of course they that's, did. That's something I did. You know. uh, um, phone home for the Noble Collections ET 40th Anniversary Collection. Oh, yeah. You believe it's 40 years? Yeah. Jeez. I, Don't I... I was 11, turning 12 when it came out. I was 7. Wow. Uh, Super 7 has a Lightyear Early Enlistment bundle. These figures look cool. Nice. 
to do that link. Now, I'm not saying this as speculation or that I know something. Uh, I've mentioned this to people at work. It's it's just me speaking loud. And I kind of almost expect to see it happen eventually. And I think it all depends on the success of the movie. I'm fully expecting uh, Mission Space at Epcot to get uh, refaced into a light year makeover. So what do you think? I about- didn't. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, I didn't catch any of what you just said because ah. my uh, my uh, um, my studio. studio one cut out when I, uh, when I clicked on the link you gave me. Uh, For some reason, it, it does not like when I go online. What were you saying? I I have no insider information, even though I work for the for Disney. This is just me saying, hey, this is something I, I have thought of and I'm expecting to see. But I'm fully expecting, depending on the success of the film, Mission Space at Epcot, to get a light year makeover. Interesting. That'd be kind of cool. I, I'm fully expecting that at some point. Again, I'm not... I'm not saying I have insider information because I've mentioned this to uh, to a couple managers at work, and they're like, "That would be a really cool idea, actually." Like, <laughs> I, I can see it heading that way because you you look at some of the ships that we see in the in the trailers, and it looks very similar to the X eight that we that's used in Mission Space, almost as if it was planned that way. Maybe. So who? I mean, who, <laughs> who knows? Mm. So, um, is that, is that hell? Is that helicopters I hear flying over your house now? Are those, are those targeting sites I see coming <laughs> in through your window? Uh, <laughs> have you said too much? I may have. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Like I said, it, it's, <laughs> I have no, th- this is one of those cases. This it's not speculation. This is just wishful thinking on my end. Right. Like this would be cool. Uh, yeah, I guess there was back in April, and I missed this. A uh, GI Joe live stream for Hasbro Pulse, and Sergeant Slaughter is returning to active duty. Yes, yes. Oh, you missed that. Oh, I missed that. Very cool. I love it. If they do, I would love to see Piper come back as a tribute to him. Is he? Mm-hmm. I think he was a Cobra figure part of Cobra at the time, since he was a heel. And since right now they're <clears throat> they're pushing another person with their return back to the ring after being off for some time and i'm gonna say with her time away from the ring as uh, so a yeah. wrestler named lacey evans she took time off because you know she was pregnant gave birth and was recovering and getting back into fight shape uh but she's a she's a marine mp veteran um and i would love to see her turned into a, a gi joe figure as that new wave of wrestler crossing over into gi joe especially with her military background I'm not familiar. Uh, I know Randy Orton served time, but uh, from what I've heard, he was also disarmably discharged. So I don't think they would <laughs> use him. I'm guessing. But, but Lacey Evans would be probably very, not. Lacey, Lacey Evans would be very cool to to bring in. <laughs> so um, welcome back at this noble collection set. Uh, looks like it's a bendy. There's going to be an ET, like an ET bendy. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, there's quotes from Julian Montoya. We know him. Mm-hmm. He was on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, without going further into their 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 listings, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I have as well. So, final thoughts? Um, I got nothing. <laughs> I will say I have uh, HBO Max because of my phone service. I get it for free with AT and T. I get it because we have already had HBO. I watched uh, Winning Time, the story of L.A. Lakers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it 
it suckered me in a lot a lot more than I thought it would. Oh yeah. And I I was quite I, I quite enjoyed the show. So if you're ever looking for something to to watch, whether you're into sports or not, it, it um Riley, Will Ferrell's sidekick. <laughs> oh, I can't think of his name. Something something Riley. Oh, yeah. Um Brain oh, Fire. There's people screaming at us right now. Yes, they are. We hear you. It's just we can't. Trans- it doesn't help. We've already <laughs> recorded, so it doesn't help. Uh, John C. Riley. Yes, I was. He he plays. Just popped in my head as well. He plays owner um, Jerry Bus. Hmm. Other people in this in this show. Uh, Adrian Adrian Brody as Pat Riley, hmm. which when they had him with the facial hair. Didn't, I did not think that was Pat Riley. Uh, Michael Chiklis <laughs> as uh, Red Arbach. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Sally Field as Jerry Buss's mother, Jesse Buss. Hmm. Um, oh, who played Jerry West? Uh, Jason Clark played Jerry West. Uh, oh, I just saw him. Um, Mike Epps as Richard Pryor. <laughs> uh, there's an act that they had the character of... Uh, Paula Abdul. I'm trying to remember who played her. Uh, Sean Patrick Small as Larry Bird. I mean, it, it was it was fun. It was a fun show. Mm. Not safe for work. I will say that. <laughs> I, I I will just come out and say that. <laughs> um, did, did they only have her as? I know she was in more than one shot throughout the series, but they they flat out called her Paula Abdul. This is insane. IMDb is just not. I mean, this has been out for a little bit this year, and they don't have her. Interesting. Mm. But yeah, it's called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. And in many ways, I'm kind of hoping there's a season two. Mm. So it's an interesting watch. Mm. Uh, and on that note, since you said you got nothing else, I did my final thought. Um, hopefully we didn't. Well, with the with Trey's interview, yeah, we did say we want more. <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.